episode of that other Masonic podcast. Brother, we are sitting back at home. Oh, yes. The train is going by, too. We are back in <laughs> the temple in Bird's Eye. I wonder how many people hear that train and wonder, how close are they to the train tracks? Uh, <laughs> we could spit on it. I mean, I could, I could throw a rock right hit it, too. <laughs> I mean, it's literally about a block away. Yeah. And that train goes you know, by about 30 times a day. That's something else. Like, you grew up in the... Northern Central. You always get mad at me for calling you a Northern Hoosier. Yeah, I'm a Central Hoosier. You're, you are a North Central Hoosier. But yeah, I grew up okay. around these tracks my whole life. Yeah, you're like not, I mean, I might have lived in Ferdinand for a while where you live now, but right. I grew up here in Birdseye. Right. My grandparents live. The tracks are like here's their mailbox. Here's the street. There's the tracks. Right. I grew up over on Fifth Street. Okay. Which is down by where the town cemetery is. Yeah. But I mean the tr- the train tracks after so long you get used to you it. get used yeah. to it. Well, we lived out in the country for a little while. We had train tracks probably 150 yards behind our house, and lived on a pretty busy state state road up there. And after a while, you just get numb to the noise and hear the semis or Jake brakes oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And hear semis or the trains honking all night. After a while, you just learn to sleep through stuff like that. So let's uh, let's. Uh kind of explain what's going on here we are uh ill prepared ill, Ill prepared for one i have the equipment and i forgot my lodge books because we decided to record on a wimp my lodge bag is not as nice as todd's lodge oh, bag no, but, you know, mine's and i feel weird to say that i have my man purse because todd had a man purse and i thought i needed a man purse for Every, lodge everybody wants to be cool like me so <laughs> i started carrying one about six months ago it's an old converted diaper bag from when riot was a baby <laughs> don't laugh at me i laugh at the situation but uh and you at the same time we just decided to record on when we are, we are sitting here. It is a week away from Father's Day, and, and here's wh- here's where we're at. We uh, after as as we're recording this live, as you guys hear it, it's it's already out there in the universe for a while. But we have one episode left in the can. We are going to start to put a bow on season two, mm-hmm. which will probably end with whatever we do coming up at the end of the month, with which will the, be the we'll Oklahoma be the Oklahoma Indian degree team man, degree team. We're going to be doing some stuff with that refreshment, guys. All right. the, you know, I, I didn't know if Marty and Yoshi were going to be there. I knew Brock was. So we, we've got that, and uh, so we're going to put a bow on. And what's going to happen, this is not really going to matter to you guys at all because no, uh-uh. we know how Todd and I's schedule is. We pounce out a few episodes, get them in the can. We, we take three weeks to a month. We record four more again, and right. that's what we do because Todd's busy and I'm busy. We just clear out a slate of an afternoon. Yep. And bankroll stuff. We're probably going to take about a month or so off, which again won't matter to you guys because as as I schedule these and post date release these, it's not going to feel like we were never gone at all. Yeah, probably we'll probably not record again until the end of July. Yeah, so because we'll we'll bankroll these. We're going to start to space them out now about every two weeks just to give Todd and I a chance for a little bit of a break. It is summer. It know. is summer. Um, but uh, as we 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 will continue the the interview series going forward that will yeah. be a focal point of about 60 percent of our content because mm-hmm. me and todd got on this kick and it's been this season has been fun this season has been more well received than the first season oh yeah and I we never so. even thought we were going to do season we were just going to keep doing episodes after episodes yeah. but when we looked at it this second season which has been the interview season i'll call it basically has uh has been well received so going forward that other Masonic podcast, 60% of our content is going to be interviews 
with other people well, as much as we can get right we, people are busy and sometimes they can't they just can't come on the podcast there's still going to be episodes where it's, where it's just like this we're just talking about whatever right. comes up there's going to be episodes where we're completely ill-prepared which is most of the time anyways <laughs> yeah and we uh like today i was like hey todd let's maybe record tomorrow and we yeah. are <laughs> uh speaking of that though i do want to give a shout out to uh once again to one of the other two one of the other lodges of the three in Dubois County, that would be Dubois 520 in Honeyburg again. Oh, yes. Thank you again, guys. Graciously let us record three episodes at their lodge. We left them a nice little uh, brotherly brotherly love there yeah. gesture. The 20 bucks a nice 20, 20 bucks. I mean, it's all the only cash I had on me, so I was like, here you go. And Well, speaking of Dubois, you see uh, Wayne Padmore was over in Germany. He's in Germany right now. Yes, he, got, he is. He got seventh in the Blackbeard Mustache Competition. That is the most beautiful beard in the Hoosier State. I'm telling you. <laughs> it is you. a fine beard. Whitaker's got the best mustache. Pat Moore's got the best beard. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That was a mustache competition, not a beard competition, though. Was it? Yeah, that's what it said. Now, whether or not they judged the beard or not, I don't know. Pat Moore, if we cut your beard off, that, it's I just. I don't know what it, it looks like. It would it'd just be. I wonder what baby face Wayne Patmore would look like. Oh, I bet he's slick as a baby's ass. Ooh, man. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna bang out one, two. Well, definitely at least two. At maybe least two th- today. I need to be home, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a lot going on. Oh yeah, my son just had surgery on his knees, and he's being a little grumpy bear, but I don't blame him. And Mama said you can go out for a couple hours, <laughs> but you know. You're gonna, the you're gonna be you're gonna be going out of town for an entire day and a half yeah, at the end much. of the month. So yeah, she's, uh, she's I wanted, okay with that. I wanted to start tonight because I have no idea what this episode is gonna be. Again, I forgot all my lodge books and everything. I've got the lop, <laughs> I've got the Google machine open if we need to pull an article for filler material, but nice. I want to uh I want to read something and uh We've been thankful that when we read personal messages, the people at the other end have not complained about us reading their stuff on the air. Yeah, it's pretty. It's well, of course, we don't really think to make, make no judgment on. No, but I, but this was this was uh, reached out, and and for those of you that don't know, uh, Todd and I both have access to our Facebook page, yeah. so it's just whoever can get to the message first generally responds. And Friday night, it was me. This come from a bro- brother. How would you say that? Would it be Pardue? Purdue? Purdue's a dirty word for me. Uh, me for you, but uh, <laughs> right, let's, just, let's just call him Philip. Well, we call him Brother Philip. Uh, he's gonna laugh at me, man. I hope it's not Purdue because I am not <laughs> boiler down, son. That's what it should be, boiler oh, down. Man, you kicked out half the Hoosier State with that. Okay, so here we go. So uh, he says, I recently started listening to your podcast, and I'm finishing up episode four. Which for those of you who are new to the show or don't remember, you can check out our episodes wherever you can get them and check out our archives. Episode four was a monumental episode for us. I believe it was called Traveling. Was it? Uh, um, something like that. I'm looking at our page right here. That was a long time ago, bub. Uh, I can look, I'm looking right here, actually. Episode four was called Traveling, released November and uh, was released in November. 111 episodes today. It's in our top 10 episodes of all time. Nice. It's one of our longer episodes. Well, I mean, I said that until Roger Van Gordon went <laughs> like four hours. And kept going. Just kidding, Roger. <laughs> Love you, guy. <laughs> but he said, I, w- I wanted to say, quote, I wanted to say that the suggestion of holding on and not dropping out of going to Lodge, 
because of something that someone did really resonated with me. I had a major issue with a statement a brother in a higher level chair had said. I spoke with our secretary due to the high amount of respect I have for him. He told me to wait after the election. I'm glad I did and that the two of you saying not to let one person make you quit is very meaningful to me. Now, before Todd and I get in this, because I said we could we could make an entire episode on the breakdown of of uh, getting in your feelings and lodge and, oh, yeah. and uh, things not going your way. I, I want to touch back on that. I don't remember. I've slept a lot since November. And at, 30, at 35 years of age, I'm starting to get more forgetful than I was at 25. I don't remember the exact context of what I said in that episode. However, I wanted to say... I think it's about your situation with the elections here. Well, right, right. I, but what I'm saying is that's happened in this lodge twice. Right. It happened in... Two, yeah, I'm sure it happened in multiple lodges, too. It happened in 2009 or 10 or whatever it was, 11 or 12, whatever it was, whatever that year was. And then I said, screw it. And I went back. I was going back to night shift shortly thereafter, so it didn't matter. Right. I don't think I was ever going to quit. And I wanted to circle back to this. I was more upset because I looked at what happened as I had failed because I mm. had came back and um, I'd been back a year. So we're looking at October 21 to November of 22 or whatever it was, right. elections. Yeah, November of 22. So a year. I had set a goal. It's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to work my way into the east because I don't think the guy that was in the west wanted to go to the east. So I was going to circumvent that chair. Yeah. And I looked at that as if I anything other than achieving that was a failure on my part as a member of this lodge. Mm-hmm. I don't think I if I said the words I quit, then I was an idiot and I was stupid. I don't remember, which I'm I'm that way anyway all the time. <laughs> but letting someone make you quit coming to lodge. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be treated pretty bad. And every single person that listens to our podcast, ninety percent of them are Masons, or I don't know why you're listening to this podcast anyways. Um, I hope to branch out sometimes. But yeah, but, most of our information but, is only for Masons. If you let a person make you stop coming to Lodge, here, here's something I'm going to hit you with and tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I, I, I seen something about this on uh, in the Google machine once. Okay, Conrad, keep going. If you, <laughs> He's the pod father, but I'm on his heels. Soon to be that other wrestling podcast with oh, Jared Atkins and Todd Whaley. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you let someone make you – or if you let someone force you to stop coming to Lodge because of what they're doing, well, it did you, you ever really care about coming anyways? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. If you, I look at it as the guy didn't want him to quit, but probably took a little bit of his fire out. Uh, you know, when you join Lodge, and you've got like me, I was full of piss of vinegar, ready to go, jumping on chairs, help out everything. And then, but you guys got to remember, some of these guys have been doing this stuff a long time. They're used to what they're doing. And there's nothing wrong with no, that. There's not. Nothing, I don't I don't want anybody to ever think please do not get this the wrong way because no. I've got feedback before that people think and and I can't believe I'm about to drop this word on the podcast. I might censor <laughs> I might not. There's people that tend to think Todd and I shit on our lodge. No, we don't. And that is not the no, case. Uh-uh. I know it comes off that way sometimes. No, it's just we There's just, not a group of these guys in here that I don't enjoy spending oh, no, time I with. Know. I love all these guys. Yeah. But it's just you know, our lodge is, we're losing membership every year. Most lodges in the state are. It's its not that. It's a, 
you know, I've come from a lodge that was doing the same thing we're doing now, just doing the same thing over and over and over, not making any right. change. And wondering, well, how come people don't want to join? Well, people don't know you're here. You're not going to knock a door and want to join. Right. You know, plain and simple. And that's what my uh, my former lodge, also on 28, did that. Now they're number two lodge in the state because they started getting back out in the public. I mean, little stuff like information booths, blah, blah, blah. You know, just let people know, hey, you heard about the Freemasons. Now here we are. What do you want to know? You know, plain and simple. And I'm trying to get our lodge to do that, but it's like, okay, we're going to do this. Like we had a soup, that soup fundraiser. Great. Loved it. Had a, you know, a decent crowd for no more than what we really planned on it. Well, didn't get any petitions out of it, but people, a lot of people from outside the lodge came. Right. Like people from the public came. That was pretty awesome. And we made a little bit of money off that. Well, then I came up with the idea of doing a Euchre tournament and stuff like that with just the Masons, you know, just having a fellowship day with just members, you know, Master Masons or Freemasons in general with wives and family, have an all-day Euchre tournament, have some food, have a fellowship, have a good time, give away a little, you know, dinky prize whoever wins. You know, nothing important, no money, nothing like that. Just just something to show, hey, you, you're the best uh, Masonic Euchre player in the county, basically. Well... Kind of got shot. The weekends I want to do it, we're all we're all built up. Right, right. And I'm like, well, okay, but we have to do it sometime. I mean, there's never going to be a free weekend when nothing's going on. No. Sometimes you got to take that leap of faith. And I think that scares a lot of people, not not just in our lives, but anywhere, to take that leap of faith. Okay, we're going to go ahead and just do it anyway, and hopefully we pull in who we want to pull in. And it's like, okay, then. We had our last day of meeting. I was going to bring it up, but that day I was kind of grouchy. I just got back from Indianapolis and listened to a screaming kid in the car all day. I was like, let's move on. <laughs> but but as far as that, having a brother at all, you know, make you feel so unwelcome at your lodge that you don't want to come back. I mean, first of all, shame on any brother for ever doing that to another brother. And two, I'm, you know, I'm the kind of person that, oh, yeah, you don't want me there? I'm going to be there every time. I won't be there till you're not there anymore. It's the you're whole, not gonna push the, me out. It's the kill him with kindness thing. Exactly. Right. And and like uh I appreciate Brother Phil reaching out. Trust me. Todd and I uh I don't again, I you guys have heard me use the expression, I don't want to toot our own horn, but here lately I've been toot tooting a lot because Todd and I are getting that's, feedback. That's just gas. <laughs> <laughs> On this room, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, but everybody the fact that people are reaching out to us, yeah, and tell, uh, our podcast and, is doing something and tell, like that and about their problems, and and here we are, man. This fly is. <laughs> she I am distracted by a fly buzzing around. I just took a shower. It's Todd. Go smell him. Yeah, I took a shower last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> well, I just totally killed the vibe there. Yeah, well, that was kind of loud, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. Um. I just lost my train of thought. So, the know, fly, the, f- the fly, have literally just did this. <laughs> you, do you ever listen to Stone Coast Steve Austin's podcast back in the day? His old podcast yeah, way one, back in the day. The one when he was cussing, dropping f bombs, yeah, right and everything. You ever hear the one about when he it was in his like trailer at some TV show he was doing? Yeah, he did a, like an entire hour long podcast about him fighting with this fly and what he the was same get- fly that's shooing around the mic, right? <laughs> Probably. Here in a minute, somebody's gonna hear. 
boom, and they're going to know that I was swatting the fly and I was hitting the mic. But he did an entire podcast about what he was going to do this fight in wrestling terms. I mean, he threw everything out of the kayfabe and, you know, Stone Coast stunners and elbow drops and stuff like that. He did the whole thing. It was so damn funny. See, you know, everyone knows Stone Coast Steve Austin, Mr. Tough Guy personality, baddest MF in the world, you know, stuff like that. And he's here trying to fight a fly in this trailer. <laughs> I'd pay money to see that. Oh, it was hilarious. But anyways, um, back to our subject. <laughs> I thought you were going to interrupt and go down rabbit hole. No, that's just, you're stealing my gimmick. <laughs> I know, right? You're getting a pro wrestling <laughs> reference in. Well, you know, but I just thought that was hilarious. Well, let's let's talk but, about that, though. He said he's he's having an issue with something, a brother, in a higher level chair than, yeah, so than he, him. Now, he never said what chair he was in, what chair. Right. So, he may be in a warden. He may, he may be a steward, and there's a warden giving him a hard time. But he had a talk with the secretary. Right. Which I'm sure the secretary. Because the got, respect. He, so, he. Probably a million times past master, a million years. In he the, took. That chair. He took the right steps is what I'm getting yeah, at. he did. He talked he to could the person have been, knows. He could have. Look at that. I'm going to smack it. It's right there on the mic cable. You'll, look, you'll never get it. You're not fast Shoo! Enough. I'm trying to do a podcast. That's what I say to my kids. The greatest show of all time, Breaking Bad. They did an entire episode one night in season three or four about no. the fly in the in the meth lab. I never watched it. We just talk about a meth lab on a Masonic podcast. Yeah. Was that taboo? Did I, you get it? No. Yeah, I, you did. Did I? I it's dead. You just ew. Sorry. <laughs> they did, we're distracted by a fly. They did an entire episode of Breaking Bad. The whole episode was about the fly. It was simply called Fly. I never saw it. It's this multi-million, million, million-dollar meth lab and all this cook equipment. You got one fly And they in won't there. do nothing because the fly's in there, and he said it's a contaminant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you try to make pure stuff, I guess. I don't know. It was like 99% pure. is the most purest crystal methamphetamine ever cooked. Okay. <laughs> this is it. I don't care. This is my show. It's our now. There's another one. No, I think it's the same one. George, do something. <laughs> I look up at George. Why Anyways. do people? Why do people listen to us? God. You know the number one thing that we hear back more than anything. They no. laugh. Oh, they yeah. enjoy the comedy on the show. Oh, I'm yeah. like, that's not comedy. That's just how me that's and Todd just, are in real life. That's we're just not, us. We're not trying to be funny. No, it's we, just. We throw a few zingers out every once in a while, but we're not trying. And anyways, I'm the funnier one out of me and Todd. Well, yeah, everybody got their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> this is going right off the rails. This was supposed to be a ruckus in the temple. Now it's going to be called <laughs> Fly Night at Bethlehem. Anywho. But my point <laughs> is, is that some of these some of these guys and i've been guilty of this in the past we forget what we're taught right. and you immediately you get for lack of a better word let's say miffed let's call it miffed we'll call it miffed you get miffed and instead of going about the right way you run off at the mouth or you mm -hmm. stop coming back but this brother that reached out to us said you know what let's bring this to the attention of a brother that i have a lot of respect for let's bring it because I have a lot of respect for this brother, let's let's see what's going on here. And the brother told him, "Wait till election night." So what that said to me is that, and I didn't, and you seen the message I sent back. I didn't mm -hmm. ask a lot of questions because it's it's not our, it's not, it wasn't mine in your business. No, it wasn't. 
But I'm assuming that meant this brother was in a higher chair and he probably wasn't going to be in that position the following year. Possibly. So did he change the culture there or, or attempting to or – I don't. I don't know why this just hit. This just 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 stuck with me. I've been thinking about this the last two days ever since I responded to that message. Well, I like what you said there. Did he change the culture? And to change the culture in a lodge is difficult. Trust me, it's it it to change the lodge from doing what it's been doing for so long to doing something totally different. You're not going to do it in one election, one meeting. If you do, you basically got to put a whole new officer line in there. I believe. Now I could be wrong on that too, but I don't know. But. To, but things are going to happen. Brothers yeah, are going to say gonna, stuff. People are going to disagree. You're going to disagree. We, we, we come from all different walks of life, too. And so I might say something to a guy that I think means one thing, and he's going to read it a totally opposite way. He's going to go, what do you mean by that? I think you meant this, this, and this. Right. Where I'm like, no, no, no. I meant this. But a lot of times we have to, you know, kind of suck it up and go and to go like, hey, what did you mean by that? Because I'm not sure if I'm understanding what you, how you were putting that out there. And, that, you know, it just have different personalities and lodges. I mean, we don't all come from the same place. We don't all come from the same background. You know, and somebody might hear that and go, well, wait a minute. No, you're, you're wrong on that. But, you know, let me, let me explain some more. Okay, now I understand. Okay, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I agree with it, but at least now I understand what, where it was from. And I don't think we do that enough where we get one-on-one with a brother and say, hey, what do you mean by that? You know, if you know somebody, uh, know, a brother gets up and says, hey, we need more help here at this so-and-so fundraiser and everything. And one guy's in, over there in the corner. It's like, man, I was here longer than you were. What do you, you know, well, I wasn't. <sighs> and if you go up there and talk to him, hey, I, I wasn't talking about you. I was trying to include you in with us. I talked about the guys that were sitting there on the sides who did show up. But yet they want to sit there and reap all the rewards from it. Right. And that, that happens a lot of times, a lot of lodges. Any organization has that. I mean, you got to remember 10% of your membership does 100% of the work in about every organization you're ever going to be in, whether it be the Masons, the Rotary, the Lions, the Eagles, the Moose, whatever. 10% is going to do all the damn work because they're the only ones that may either have time to do it or make time to do it. Right. And I mean, I've been through the grotto. I've been through my lodge. I've been through other, you know, other organizations. And the people who are really young hold about are the ones who can do all the work. The other ones who just kind of want to be part of it, they're they're going to be there getting the same thing you are without putting work in. Well, that's just how life is. Well, okay. So let's let's flip this around to uh, let's let's put me and you in this scenario. And for lack of a better word, because I'm better looking. Now wait a minute. So I'm I'm better looking, so I'm gonna take the East and you're not better looking, so you're gonna set as junior deacon. So I make a declaration <laughs> that all members of my lodge will be here an hour ahead of time and they will have uh we will have refreshment and somebody will make like soup or something and they'll bring it in. Okay. Okay. I hear you putting down. Keep going. Yeah. Foot, foot's putting down, right? I put my foot down. Right. I'm in charge. And you decide that, no, you're not coming early and you're not helping make food. And then I make the decision that, well, if you're not going to do this, then uh, I don't want you at the meetings anymore. At all. 
at all. I don't want Todd. You're not allowed to step foot in my lodge room, and I say the words "my lodge room." Right. Exactly. So, what do you do then? You, you, I show up anyway. You show up. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but <laughs> me personally, I'd show up anyway, I mean, just to piss you off. There's no way a sitting master can tell a brother you are not welcome in my lodge without getting him like suspended or something, right? No, Let, let's put that out. There's no way, Roger. No, there could is... I tell Todd that, Roger? Hold on a second. I don't have any of my lodge. I don't have any of my lodge stuff with me. I completely forgot I'm, it when I took the kids home. I have the recording equipment. I managed that. I'm pretty sure. There's that. no way a sitting master could tell a brother, you're not allowed to show up at this lodge. It's, right? It's in the modern. I read it before. We've got a whole bookcase back there full of bylaws. Yeah, I know. But, um, there's no way without, unless that brother was suspended or something. There's, there's no, That's impossible. Shoot, where was that? Hey, just just while you're looking that up, by the way, yeah. Today's uh, June 11th. Of course, when they hear this, it's way out there. But this is this is more for you. Today's June 11th. We're 11 days in the month. We're already 168 downloads. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we had last month? Uh, 46 something like that. Or? No. So May oh, for the month of May, we had our highest number ever. For the month of May, we had 562 downloads in the month of May. It's not bad. <laughs> I don't. That's five hundred and sixty-two. Steel toes and scoreboards break averages about seventy downloads a month. Yeah, we're already at almost three thousand downloads. Steel toes and scoreboards been running two years, and we've got barely over twenty-five hundred. Don't listen to steel toes and scoreboards. I I cuss on there, and I'm an idiot. There is good content about Hoffa and Waco and Ruby Ridge and Oklahoma City and Ed and Elaine Brown. I'm not leaving this house unless it's in a body bag. That's a good story. <laughs> Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, that episode's called. Check it out where you get your podcast. I don't remember, but I know I don't remember if I can or can't. I don't know why uh, I'm bringing this up off this brother's story, but it's just there, there's remember. no. It just it occurred to me like, what would you do if I if I put my foot down on the? There's no way a sitting master no and, uh, could tell uh, a no brother not to show that, up because that's actually a masonic conduct, I believe. That's a masonic offense. Yeah, I think every brother who is you know a brother who's got to do his page and good not, standing and good standing, not suspended or expelled or that is able to come to any lodge. Now a brother can eject object to him coming into the lodge and it's the master's discretion whether or not to allow the man in if a brother does object um but i'm pretty sure you can't just say no you cannot come in here without having a due cause and having a cause well you didn't come up here an hour early to help cook dinner i ain't gonna cut it because you know just not what you just not what you do if you for harmony and and brotherhood brother love and friendship exactly That's not- it's just something you don't just don't do now I'm no way I am no way in the world of a song scholar. I read my monitor, and you know it's been probably 20 years I read all the way through it. But uh, right now I just can't find it in my monitor, and my eyes are going bad. I barely read it anymore. But Grand Lodge, can we keep, please get a monitor in bold print, please, <laughs> so y'all read it. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to point something out to. Uh, obviously, since we have brothers in high standing in the Hoosier State that listen to our show, yeah. We have former Grand Line officers and current Grand Line officers that check out our show. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? 
Uh, I'm carrying my grandpa's monitor since he passed away. I've said that. That was cop published in 75. The new ones that everybody has is 1997 editions. Yeah, like Can we get something updated? I mean, 1997 was 26 years ago. Yeah, I graduated. Can uh can we get something updated? Can we get a newer updated monitor? And put the fear blasters in there too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. That's what I wanted them. You know that since <laughs> since I so like I said, I when I came back and got active again, right? That night that I met you and I got active again in October mm-hmm. that year. Yep. I got a new monitor and Phil filled it out for me. Right. I retired my one that my original monitor that fell apart. <laughs> yeah. And then I started carrying Grandpa's monitor since he had been gone. That 75 edition Hoosier monitor, Indiana monitor, it's got half the stuff in it. Oh, yeah. That the one that we got, the 97 edition, half the stuff. Some of the optional charges mm-hmm. are not in there. Like the yeah, one that, that uh, Tim Poe and, and Phil like to do in, in Mason. What, on Yon and, and Booker. No, and – what was it in Mason's Lodge with Dark and Dye? Yeah, and, it's on your book. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not in there. It's not. I mean, no, not in the seventy-five well, that, edition. That's always called the Canadian charge too. But I don't think it's ever the Canadian charge. I think it's just, I think that's just a generic term for it. It's a Canadian charge. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I've seen guys do that. Uh, two brothers do that. Did a real good job at it back in the day. But it, it's and a lot of guys don't like it. Because it's another long lecture at the end of a long night. You know, it just, and just, really there's no more to it than the actual charge of Master Mason. It's just more sing-songy and, you know, kind of gets everybody involved in it, stuff like that. I like it. I think it's neat. I think any little added feature like, uh, oh, was that Jim Sharp's, uh, or Bill Sharp, what's his first name? Anyway, Jim guy, Sharp. Jim Sharp does the Bible presentation, and he—if you ever get a chance to see it—it it is wonderful. I mean, he's got him down there praying. He's uh, doing the uh, master's hand. Todd and I are going to get on that in in season three when we start when we start yeah, we recording. Start for, getting these guys on here because I've talked to him about it. He wants to be on it. Brother Harold Huffman, who did my Bible presentation, brother Jim Sharp, brother Bill Shobe, yeah, are going to probably be three of the first five guests for when we start recording season three next month. Right. Towards the end of next month, we start on season three. Well, that'd be good to do all three of them at the same time. Uh, I need I need table. a bigger equipment. I need bigger mic. Well, I mean, not really. We don't really need the mics or the. Well, we need the mics. We don't really need the <laughs> headphones. We not can really no. We could set up three mics and just all kind of get them there. Just do a round table. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be cool. But anyways, between uh, the three of them guys, you're looking at a, probably about 150 years experience. Oh yeah, of well, well, well traveled, well basin, perfect definition of what a mason should oh, be. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, it's uh, it's funny because I told you, I was like, we can make a whole episode out of this. So far, we've made 30 minutes. <laughs> we have both been 10 on what the subject was. And uh, the fly has distracted us so much. I ain't seen him in a while. And the ADHD kicks in. It's squirrel, you know. Yeah, something shiny. Look. <laughs> but, you know, getting back to our original so ruckus in the temple. is I'm, My foot is all wrapped up in my cables down here. I'm about pulled the whole thing off. Todd and I are not Boy, good at are, our jobs. You are full of ADHD today. <laughs> I just had the kids all weekend, man. It rubs <laughs> off. They they give it to me. When they go back to Rachel's, they give it to me. I have it all the time, but I'm used to it. Um, 
But getting back to the you know the ruckus in the temple or the, you know, fl- the fly night fly ruckus night. in the temple fly night at Bethlehem. <laughs> Look at the world through flies. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's I swear that's the number one feedback we get. Love the show. You guys are humorous. We're like we're not, the, we're we're not, not trying to be comedy. We're just we are idiots like that in yeah, real we, life. It, we're just not very smart. That's <laughs> all it is. It's not very. We got ADHD and we go off. And, There's other people out there like. There's never been a Masonic podcast in the Hoosier State, and these are the two idiots that are representing us, huh? These guys right here. <laughs> of all of Mason, Indiana. Yes, yeah, somebody's getting ready these to take two, our spot. These two decided to have a voice. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, even my mom's like, who the heck will I listen to you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so you, so when you went up there, you seen your mom for David's surgery? You oh, went yeah. up there? Well, we went for my lazy graduation. What did what did your mom say when we start getting out about you having a podcast? Would you, you're not, not mama as in... Miss Jill, right? Yeah, your she, wife. What did your mom say? <laughs> well, she's like, "Well, who'd want to listen to you?" I'm like, "I don't know." I said, We're just doing for did fun. you show her the numbers? Like, mom, we're getting some oh, traction. No, no, she don't give. She don't understand that stuff. She remember she was born fifty one. She barely understands how to run her iPhone. <laughs> I mean, she had, she had a ringer on. Couldn't figure out how to turn it off for the longest time. Turn <laughs> off. Well, here, just do this. Oh crap! <laughs> My dad has to ask me sometimes. Get the Google to open. What? Open the Google. I was like, what do you mean? I mean, the one with the big G on yes. it? Yes. <laughs> Hit this button right here. Oh, Jesus. But anyway, uh, anywho, you know, my, my, uh, my nephew does listen to everyone on my podcast. My youngest nephew, Sam, uh, he's like, I want to join. This is your sister's kid? Yeah. My uh, yeah. sister Tracy's uh, youngest boy. I just went up for her daughter's graduation. Her youngest, her youngest, she had no more kids in high school, so she's like, "Woo!" He listens to Uncle Todd's podcast. He's, he's not a Mason. No, not a Mason. But he listens to every one of my podcasts when he's working because he basically he worked for a seed company up there, corn, a seed and bean company. And while he had the earbuds in while he's working, so he just listens. He said music gets boring after a while, so he listens to podcasts. So I guess he likes the sound of my voice. I don't know why. I don't like the sound of my voice. You said you always sound like you're chewing on marbles. I know. I'm like, you for, I, 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 for, a, for a North Central. There, there go. you go. For a North Central Hoosier, you have such a Southern drawl in your voice. Well, I said I'm not really. I'm I know. Not I know. You've got that Missouri thing. I, I won't that, hold that against I you. That Southeast Missouri twang. Southeast Missouri, that would be like your. That's like St. Louis type sh- stuff, south, right? In our South St. Louis, yeah, where I grew up. Oh man! So yeah, I mean, basically, I was shit. I don't know an hour from St. Louis, an hour or forty five minutes at Genevieve, and Cape Girardeau. I'm over here in Joplin. I'm over here in Joplin. Joplin's over in the Southwest. We're right in Oklahoma. Trick my truck, Joplin. Yeah, CMT. <laughs> Chrome Shop Mafia. Chrome Shop Mafia. No. Let's tear it out. Yeah, that was the dumbest show. Uh, our, you know what? My show, your show, <coughs> our show. Go back to when I was in high school, that senior year, 05, 06. Yeah. My favorite show on TV, CMT, Friday Night, Trick My Truck. Yeah, see, I, I watched Chrome it. Shop Mafia. But remember, I worked in the trucking industry at I know time. you did. You were a diesel mechanic. You I were work, all around I that stuff. I worked for a truck company at the time, and there were guys coming there all the time. Hey, can you put Chrome Stacks on this? I'm like, yeah, I could, but it's going to cost you $1,000. I, I have <laughs> seen only one of those trucks on the road. I, I legitimately have. seen one. I was, uh, God, what was it? I was uh, two years out of high school, and I was going on the interstate. I was in between... Uh, 
I was in between Evansville and Linville exits. So okay, sixty four. Yeah, so there, sixty four yeah. in between the Evansville and Linville exits. So you're Vandenberg and Warwick County. Yeah, right on there. Yeah. On the other side, I was in the eastbound lane. On the westbound lane, Let the truck go to another here come the Roadhog truck. And for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, that one. the Roadhog truck was for the trucker that was a biker. So the oh, stacks, yeah. stacks were down the side. The stacks were down the side, well, looking like tailpipe. I'm like totally ridiculous. I was like, "This is the coolest." I called my dad. I was like, "Dad, I seen the road on truck." That was the dumbest thing they could ever done. There's the reason they the have up that high. Yeah. Okay. But the stack, <laughs> I seriously, for those that have no idea, get in the Google machine. Google I, Conrad Thompson. I love you. I love uh, you, Conrad. I know you'll never hear this. No, get in the Google machine. <laughs> CMT trick my truck Roadhog. <laughs> the stacks for that tractor were down by the field. We're down tank. by the sides. It looks so cool. There's a reason you don't put them down there, but <laughs> show yeah. is just and, and those guys lowering trucks and those, you don't lower a truck because you have to have clearance on the road. Yeah, I mean it just it's so stupid. I love that show. I mean, I'm I, I get it, customize your truck. I get it, but doing some of the the paint jobs are cool. Don't get me wrong. I like the paint jobs, and I like you know. But each truck had a unique name that was on oh, the yeah. back of the cab. But then you, you got guys like me working in, in the trucking industry at the time, and all these guys will put these fender covers on their on their uh, rear tires and put these big old fancy hoods and stuff. That's just more work for me to get to your stuff that needs to be fixed. Because taking off tires when you got those fender covers on there is not easy. Because oh, don't damage those fender tires. Yeah, what are you gonna do when a tire blows out? Dumb shit. Okay. <laughs> if it's up to me, I'd take every one of them off, throw them in the trash. They had that guy that retired, and him and his wife had lost their home. So they were just living in his truck. Yeah, so they complete. A lot of people flies do. back. I flies know. back. So they, they, they put on the biggest sleeper I've ever seen. Yeah. It, was, it was the icebreaker truck. That like sleeper yeah. looked like three or four yard barns that you can buy at Home Depot mm-hmm. on the back of that frame. I'm like, that's yeah. not safe. Well, actually, it did. I mean, you see some of those United trucks that they go from coast to coast, uh, moving, uh, basically moving people. To, I guess furniture movers, I guess. I don't know what they'll do, but they have sleepers back there. You stand up in, walk down, have bathrooms in them, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, there's there's big sleepers out there. But you guys got to remember, the bigger the sleeper, the farther back, the longer your frame's got to be. Coming soon, that other trucking podcast. Oh, we got to hold that other. We oh, just we opened all this, dude. <laughs> The other fantasy that, sports podcast. That thing. other Masonic, that other pro wrestling podcast, that other Indiana podcast. See, it's all about branding. We need, if we get somebody else to do those podcasts <laughs> and we get part of their Which, stuff. <laughs> Todd and I now, I will put an indeed <laughs> job out. I have too much fun. Yeah, this is I this mean, is a waste of damn time tonight. <laughs> no, it's not. This, this is all making air. Oh shit! People love our sidebars. I mean, no, this was nice. Yeah, we go off. On this tangents. was an eight-minute sidebar. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but let's get back to the task at hand. Here. Okay, let's get back to uh... a, a brother not feeling welcomed in his lodge. I mean, should a brother ever not feel welcome in the lodge? That, Andrew, that is no. I mean, you should always feel no because you know you think about it, like let's put it this way. I, I went to Illinois. Uh, we see an EA degree mm-hmm. uh, back in was it May or? I think it was April already. It's April, April, May. Oh, it was in May actually. It's May, uh, Saturday in May. Greg Sidwell, our friend from Oklahoma, agreed to. He wasn't even there. No, his allergies kicked in on him that morning. He felt like crap, so he stayed home. But 
he did call the master, uh, Mr. Eric Loss, Lewis. I think it's Eric Lewis, if I remember right. He called him and said, I might be able to make it, but I have a friend coming from Illinois or from Indiana, and uh, he would like to do some work. I got I was actually able to present the apron at this degree, this EA degree for this young man. And usually they don't let they don't do that. The master does all the presentations, you know, as far as the, you know, how we, we give out the work more Exactly. You know, we if somebody wants to do the April lecture, they do April lecture. If somebody wants to do a charge, they do a charge. Yeah, but the master is supposed to do all that stuff according to the ritual. Now we we just give it away because, you know, the more the merrier in Indiana. So you know, I've even I've even had the grand master but I think, yeah, the master if the master did everything, it'd be boring. Right. You know, let the guys come to work, you know. And so they had, and they, they do a survey where they roll their apron up and wrap the cords around it, and they present it like that, where we present ours open. Yeah. We so we show the, whole, show the whole apron open and everything. Well, theirs is always wrapped up and got the got the cords coiled around it, which is pretty neat. And bade me, and bad me, and bade me, and yeah, bad me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Carry it to the senior ward in the West. <laughs> right. But, and they're like, man, we just, and they had me look over their, their apron lecture and everything, which is, they have a short form and a long form, which I thought was neat. If There's some, only one form in the Hoosier State. Exactly. We we do the whole full form, except if you're doing the crossfire, you get a little short portion at the beginning. Well, their little short portion is what we do during the crossfire. Mm. And they call it the short form, which I said, I said, well, yeah, I could do this little part, but what's this other part? Oh, that's a long that's a long form. Do you do that? I said, yeah, that's basically what ours is. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and do that with everything. And it's – Illinois is different. It's the same story, a different way of getting there. I mean, it's everything basically the same, a little different wording. But, you know, remember how Wes Reuter asked us if we had rod work in Indiana? Right. Well, their rod work is whenever lodges open, even, even the stewards and the deacons are sitting down, they're holding their rods in their hand. Thought, My hand would get tired. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd get bored just there because they're twirling it all the time. <laughs> I twirl it all the time even when I was sitting there. But, but yeah, I thought that was neat and everything, and – but getting back to you're too busy texting me when we're in lodge. Oh, Todd, and I, Todd and I talk one night. <laughs> no, it's every it's every meeting. Todd and I talk, and if it's if it's degree work, Todd's senior deacon, so he's leading around the room. But if it's a, if it's stated meeting, Todd and I are texting each other. I'm texting him from the south, and we're just te- everybody's looking at us like, what's going on? Nothing bad. We're just saying, hey, you gonna bring this up? Hey, you gonna bring this up? Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Or when we. Throw a little inside jab at our master. We love you, master. <laughs> Nick, you all right? Nick's all right. We throw a little jab. He'll say something, and we'll both text each other and laugh. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but going back to, well, to Illinois, I was in there. I was welcomed as a brother. I said, hey, you want anything to eat? Anything to drink? I, mean, I got me a cup of coffee. I already ate. You know, I've already eaten since eight. Eating. Um, my English is terrible. Eating. <laughs> eating. Eating. Eating and dating or dating and eating. I don't know. <laughs> But, I mean, I, I, I talked to the candidates and, you know, we got to enter ourselves and kind of talk and congratulate the, the new obligated uh, brother. It's like, I said, I'm from two and a half hours away from here. I have never met a soul in this building in my life. If I walked past them a, a month ago, I would never, never have known it. I was like, but I came in here tonight and the guy who put the vouch for me is sick at home. But he called ahead and, you know, told him I was coming. And I said, I have felt welcomed. Like a like a true brother in this lodge, and that just proves to you the universality of masonry that we are all brothers, no matter where we come from. Right. 
And I said, I've not felt anyone say, you know, I never felt discouraged. Never felt like I shouldn't be here. I'm like and that, and that is what masonry is all about. Welcoming a brother into your into your proximity or into your inner circle, and being totally comfortable with it. So if you're not, if you don't feel welcome in your lodge, what should you do? What should you do? The obvious answer: a lot of brothers are going to say, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to demit out and I'm going to transfer to another lodge." Right. You could do that. Yeah, you can. Totally legal. I'd transfer down here. You could do that. Yeah. Or you could show up every month just to spite. Just as to spite him. Yeah, Todd would like say. I would do. Uh, or uh, I think. Or just not show up. I think what I would do. Okay. If I go back to February 29th, 2008, leap year, the, day, the night I was raised. Right. That guy. That young 21-year-old egotist – no, that 20-year-old egotistical prick. That's right. I can say prick on my own show, right? That 20-year-old egotistical prick would have just spouted off at the mouth and said whatever and would mm-hmm. cause such a ruckus that everybody would have wanted him out of here to begin with. This sure. 35-year-old fat, out-of-shape podcast host – Now, wait a minute. You're fat and out-of-shape, but you joined too. Yeah. But I'm more out of shape. Right, I've got okay. more rounder. Round is a shape. All right, go on. What <laughs> this guy would do is I would be like, you know what? I wouldn't talk to my secretary. I would talk directly to that brother. But like, brother, can I holler at you for a minute on the side? Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, you said something tonight that really bothered me. And I, I just wanted to know where it was coming. And again, we don't know where Brother Phil was it. coming from. We don't know what the context yeah, we was. The context was. We didn't ask. It was none of our business. Nope. But, okay, there's like four of them now. They're like, they're multiplying. They're doing the bunny rabbit thing. That's what flies do, man. <laughs> I was swatting at this one, and oh my God, this is fly in the ointment night, I swear. <laughs> this episode, I don't even know what I'm going to title it now. I don't know if we should release it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Bonus content. Oh, shit. Hey, it's been a long season. Everybody deserves a life. It's right there in my face, Todd. Well, go brush your teeth. Damn, I don't tell you. <laughs> How did they get in here? The lodges rented all weekend. Yeah, probably door. They had a first communion party one day and a graduation party the next day. Really surprised me. It's first communion being here. You know what I mean? No Catholic Freemason thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't care, but I figured someone would. (laughs) If I open the emergency door, I wonder if it would. It probably wouldn't close. That's in case of fire door. Better hope it would open if we ever need it to. No, I'm sure it opened, but probably never closed. <laughs> Hinges are probably rusted shut. Uh, anyways, what I, I I would holler at the guy, and again, we don't know the context yeah, of what that was. But I would be like, "You said something tonight that that really bothered me. I want to know where it was coming from. Was it directed towards me, or if it was something else? Like, hey, you you know what? Let let's try to let's try to work this out. I don't I don't want to be hearing stuff like that. Right. I don't know what I would have tried to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the 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 Mason that I was when I first got in 15, 16 years ago, I would have been like, Dude, <laughs> I would I hated that kid that I was. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of us, you know, that's part of growing though. You know, no one ever liked their past person. I mean, I there's times I've hated myself. But. Brother brother Philip, if you're listening, I hope it's Pardue and not Purdue because <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel for you. I mean, boiler down. But uh, Jesus. 
We appreciate you reaching out, and uh, we hope your situation gets better. That's one thing I'm 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 still amazed about is the amount of people that reach out to us about anything. Yeah, about hey, this, this episode kind of touched me. This episode brought up this, and and know, it's and always that, positive stuff. And, but you know, it's as long as it's bringing up, it's keeping Freemasonry fresh on your mind. One thing, but it's also it bringing discussions about Freemasonry. A lot, of, a lot of people just don't 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 think about it anymore. I mean, there's no deep thinkers. I mean, um, like think about it this way: before we had all the, the TVs, radio, movies, newspapers, stuff like stuff like that. People went to lodge. That's what Todd always well, likes to say. People went to lodge. No, that's what true. They're not true now. But hey, you got to think: people had a lot of time on their own just to think. I mean, think about the um, the brothers who started the Grand Lodge of Indiana. Where all they came from. To get to Madison, from Vincennes all the way to Madison is a three-day walk or horse, you know, whatever. Some guys came by a river. It was a bit of a haul. Yeah, and it was all in the winter time. You believe that crap? Why could they wait to like you know early May? Be <laughs> awful know? cold. But people had a lot more time to think and reflect on the present and the past, and then wonder about the future also. Whereas now we're so distracted, we don't worry about things until right when it happens. You know, then we then we worry about you know the future. Then we we're scared of the past. Also, we you know, I don't know if I'm making any sense here. No, but, it makes perfect sense. But you know what? What is the uh, depression? Worrying about the about the past and the uh, anxieties. Worrying about the future. But everybody who I like the way have, that was just worded there shouldn't have it. Is they they worry about the present. You know, people who are, you know, within their, don't have anxiety or depression, worry about the, or worried about the present. In hindsight, I want I want to t- circle back to this real fast. All right. So we started releasing episodes for that other Masonic podcast, uh, November 20th, the week of Thanksgiving, we released our first two episodes. Was that Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. The week of Thanksgiving last year. Since November... Our all-time numbers, we've had uh, 2,861 downloads. Okay? Watch out, Joe Rogan. Steel Toes and Scoreboards <laughs> was released in May of 2021 with my buddy Kurt. Mm-hmm. All-time, we're sitting at 2,513 downloads. you got better co-hosts on this. No, <laughs> the <laughs> content's better. Sorry, Kurt. Didn't mean that. The content, hell, he didn't care. <laughs> Hattie, old girl. Uh, but, anyways... To put a bow on this episode, not <laughs> Todd's like, don't release this episode. Oh, you can release it. Just you know, it's end. It's end of the season filler materials. What it is? Yeah, basically. I mean, we're just I wait- missed recording. Is what it was. Yeah, I was like, hey, I do too. Todd's pushing me to always record. Kurt and I haven't really got together to record. It's like I've got this equipment. I'm gonna use it, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, I I love to I love talking Freemasonry. I love talking all aspects Freemasonry. The you know what I want. I want to share something with you. It's and not, our listeners. It's not an STD, is it? Because I can't do that. <laughs> I might need to take my shirt off. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When Keep I, it on. <laughs> when I was younger, the first few years I was in, yeah, I loved this so much. And the love for this kind of did fade a little bit after a couple of years. And then I went back to night shift. And then I was gone eight years. Right. I came back because Grandpa died, and I was like, okay, this is what I'll do. I'm doing this for Grandpa. Then I realized I was doing it for me. Great. But in the beginning, 
I used to love this so much. I remember thinking, I can remember thinking right now, I wish I could do this seven days a week. Can. Well, <laughs> can. I wish I could do masonry seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just so stupid to me that I was thinking that when I didn't realize that I can practice this seven days a week. Exactly. But I meant, I think I was like disappointed because like, I want to go to lodge six, seven days a week. Yeah. Like when we come up to this building, like it kills me that everybody wants to get out in an hour. Like, cause I love being here yeah. and, and, and it's, it's talking, it's sitting in this room. It's, it's, it's the education that we learn. It's, well, I wish degrees were last, would last longer. Like I, true. And I'm, the point is that this show has got me back into this again. Right. And, and what's got me back into this is because we're always practicing there's that damn fly. <laughs> We're always practicing Masonic education. These people are going to laugh. They're either oh, going to yeah. hate this episode or they're going to love it. We've been invaded by flies. You know what it is? It's the KFC boys. They put robotic flies in here. <laughs> and they're spying on us. Yeah. That's it's because I seen this thing on TikTok the other day, and I hate that stupid TikTok app. Where somebody said that birds are government spies. You oh, know yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Birds, so maybe, <laughs> so maybe the flies aren't real, and they're spies because the Knights of Columbus boys always want to know what's going on at the Masonic Lodge. Well, how many people do you know belong to Knights of Columbus in the lodge? I know at least two. <laughs> do I know anybody that's KFC and you do Masonic Lodge? Yeah. Brian Freeze. Is he? Is he I think Brian. Place? No, Brian lives by the KFC. Yeah, he lives by KFC. He's right by the lodge over there. I would love to live by a KFC, but I'm talking KFC. <laughs> you're the colonel. You mean the colonel? Anyway, get back to what you're talking about. I don't know. I done lost it. So <laughs> it, it's oh, it's because of Masonic education. And uh, I, you want to do masonry seven days a week? Well, let me let me. You can practice you. that seven days a week. Well, what do you say? If look at the guys that live up in Indianapolis, live like around downtown. Indianapolis. I know that's what I'm jealous of. They can go to see. So you're swatting too. Oh yeah, I'm just swatting. I ain't worried about it. But anyways, okay, there's some guys up there who belong to the Blue Lodge. I'm so glad we're not video recording these episodes. They would laugh at us. Well, no one would see our our mugs anyway. Anyways. But anyways, you got guys who belong to the Blue Lodge. And, you know, like one guy, he might belong to the Blue Lodge inside the Grand Lodge building. Okay, then he belongs to the York Rite the Grand Lodge building. Then he belongs to the Sky Shrite. And then he belongs to the Shrine down there. Okay, well, maybe he's in the grotto in the Eastern Star too. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, but this guy, if he's a like, say, when I was when I was going up through the chairs, I was single, I wasn't married, I lived on my own. I went to lodge sometimes six days a week if I could, if I could go. That's in. awesome. Yeah, which you know, I had no responsibilities. I got off work at five o'clock. But I'd guess get what? Dressed, I'd go in the southern part of the state. We're we're not as densely populated there it, you can't do it seven well no, i guess not you can. there's some guys that are you can't go but you gotta do a little more traveling you gotta do a little more drive time but you know you look at those guys who do it you know five six days a week up around indianapolis and that I mean, that's a lot of time i mean if every night do something with freemasonry i mean i mean after a while you have to you have to get burned after a while i mean i knew guys who drive some kokomo down to the sky right for a meeting once a month and didn't get involved with their degree work and other committees stuff like that. They're driving an hour and 15 minutes one way just to go to Scottish Rite. But the guys who live in Marion County or down around Indianapolis proper or the metro area, it was no problem for them because, you know, it's like driving to our, driving to our lodge, like 20 minutes away. 
you know, I was always kind of jealous of those guys. Man, they could just spend one night at the Shrine, the Ghost Scout Shrine, go to the Blue Lodge, during all these fantastic billions, they're wearing suits and ties, tuxedos, summer lodges, stuff like that. And it's like, man, that'd just, that'd just be awesome. Then, you know, like, but what do you have? What? You don't really have a life outside of that. I mean, you meet somebody, you meet a girl you really like. Well, she's not going to want you to be in lodge five, six nights a week. You know, I mean, well, it's, then once you have kids, get her to join the star. Yeah, but that's one one thing you got to do together. She, like, my wife doesn't want to join the star. She's not a joiner. She's just like, I just don't want to. She join. loved being, well, she loved the grotto. Oh, yeah, she loved the grotto because, you know, it was fun. It was, there wasn't no seriousness about it, but she had no responsibility in the grotto. You grotto boys just so always know how to party. Yes, we do. <laughs> but like I say, when we were just dating, she had no responsibility. She just came up there and ate dinner and drank and had a good time and talked to all the girls and you know just like being around friends. So, she, but if she would, if we'd been married, she could have been in auxiliaries or daughter of uh, Mokana, or I guess what it's called. Anyways, the woman's side of it and everything. But she, the, she just her personality doesn't. She just doesn't want to do that. You know, she always you know, gripes at me for wanting to. Is that rain? Or is that air conditioning? That's the rain. Oh, cool. But. Well, that's picking up on the mic, ain't it? Yeah, that's good. We're in a torrential hard. downpour here. We've got tin roof, too. So, But like I'm saying, you know, guys who are running Indianapolis, I was always jealous of because they could be, you know, in. They could be more involved than what I was. I was just in a little small town lodge, and you know, blonde guy. I joined Skyshrite, but I've never been to a meeting, an actual Skyshrite meeting, stuff like that. And but those guys were going there, getting involved, they were getting appointed to positions. I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. But I didn't want to move to Indianapolis to do it. You know, I, I like the small town living. I like the quietness of it. I hate the traffic, because Indianapolis. If you're going to Indianapolis, just don't. <laughs> Yeah, four fifty-five. <laughs> Indianapolis is responsible for them a lot of our downloads. Yeah, it's pretty big up there. Chicago too. California. I never know it's California. California's. I was looking today. Someone in uh, in France has downloaded a lot of our episodes. Yeah, and that's it. Viva la France! <laughs> you know, I mean, that's awesome. France, Germany, and England. We get a lot. Yeah, Belgium. I mean, we're starting to get a lot around. We're starting to get pretty dark around the southern tip of the coast of Africa. Well, that's... and we're starting to get a little darker in uh, Australia. Really? Mm-hmm. What well, good day, mate? Japan's getting lit up a little bit. Yeah, a couple in Japan, yeah. Uh, and it, in the Middle East, it, the Middle East. It amazes me that people from around the world hear our two hillbilly voices. And, and that's what and they, you can listen choose to, to. You can listen to any <laughs> podcast you want. There is there's dozens oh, of Freemasonry podcasts in this country. Yeah, we're just, just, I'm not we're talking just the other one. I'm not talking about yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm not talking about just north. I'm just talking the United States in general. Yeah, there's a lot, and they choose is, this one. Yeah, and I am so appreciative of that. Well, we are too. I mean, we're not making any money off this. We're actually losing money every month. No, we're losing. I'm, it's costing me like fifteen bucks a month for the podcast hosting. Yeah, which is you know nothing. And but, I'm such a good co-host. I don't even charge you for your half of it. Hey, it's still, it's still paying off the mic. Todd's <laughs> <laughs> paying off the mic. Well, uh, I, I got some uh, Masonic education because uh, I because I try to do this in every 
We try to do this in every meeting. Mm-hmm. I did some wonderful Masonic education just four nights ago. Yeah, yeah. You, right there it, in that chair I behind think, you. I think it fell on deaf ears, too. There was no discussion about there it. There was no. nothing. And I'm, I'm looking around for what somebody else to do it, and they just like, keep going. They just went like, past it. Which really surprised me. It was a three-minute read, and it just It was it, a good read, bombed. too, but I just don't. <sighs> Some nights it's hit or miss. Yeah. If it's longer than uh, 30 seconds, I think it's hit or miss. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you would have well, just if you could give a short synopsis of the story, it would probably been better. But these guys, you know, they're just. It's you know, okay. They're, they're, the they're old, bedtimes. They're old-fashioned masons. They're the guys that get in there. Hey, what, hey, you learned the crossfires. Did you not? Did you they not do Masonic learn- education when these guys were? I think back then they were making so many masons. There wasn't time to do it. Ooh. Because you know back That's in the day nice. when they were they well remember I told that one story at Lodge in Ohio that raised over five hundred and eighty-five masons in a year. Yeah, and then I and then I hit you with well, you know, know how much how much education how much they are learn? you doing? Because you're doing. You're doing degree work on your stated meeting nights. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe multiple degrees on, on a Thursday or Wednesday night. You know, so how much time are they putting in there for lodge education? You know, and that's how our fathers and grandfathers, that's how Masonry was. Hey, well, you learned the crossfire. What more do you need to learn? You learned your work lecture. You know, you, you have a monitor, read through that, and that gives you all the answers. I wonder how many of these but monitors get cracked outside talk, of Lodge. You don't talk to you about the philosophy of about Freemasonry. You don't go into, you know, what what is a volute? What's the lily work on the columns? What's the how, how What's the difference between the Doric and the Corinthian? Exactly. So you know? so this comes to us from MasonicShop.com, and as you guys have heard me, there's a plethora of, of websites around. Mason, oh Masonic Shop and Masonic World are my two favorite to pull education from uh are you ready for your last degree that's the 34th degree <laughs> this is called i'm ready for my last degree by uh anonymous keep going i like this one an old man lay sick in the masonic state home his face was white as the white sea foam his eyes were dim his hair was gray his back was bent with the toils of the way he unflatteringly spoke, and I heard him say, I am ready for my last degree. I've come to the end of that level of time that leads us all on to that Grand Lodge sublime, for whose sacred form no one ever returns. More light in masonry, there I shall earn. By an altar where light evermore burns, I say to you, I am ready for my last degree. With the apprentice's gauge, I divided my time. And this I have found amidst life's great turmoil. Time for work, for worship, and rest from my toil. My wages are due now in corn, wine, and oil. I'm ready for my last degree. Each day from life's quarries, I've hewn out a stone. With the gavel I've shaped, each one alone. And shipped them alone beyond that bright strand. To build me a house in that brighter, better land. A spiritual house not made by hands. I'm ready for my last degree. I've squared each stone by the virtue square. I've plumbed them all true as I've shipped them there. With the compass, I've measured the master's designs and kept in due bounds with his points and his lines. My blueprints are folded. I've answered his signs. I say to you, I'm ready for my last degree. A few minutes later, the old man was dead, 
and I fancy I could see his soul as it fled. Upward and onward to that great door where he gave his alarm, and a voice did implore. The old man made answer with these words once more. I am ready for my last degree. That night, in a lodge free from strife and from storm, he took his last degree, his last in due form. So may I live as to build day by day a spiritual house in that land far away. So when I meet my grandmaster, I can say, I am ready for my last degree. I always love that one. I've heard it several times. I love that. I'm just going to hold this in for the rest of the show. <laughs> that was tremendous. Uh, you, ever, you ever watch the old Tyler, read the old Tyler talks? And the, I've read some of them. You You're know, big on those Tyler talks. I like it because it's, it's, you know, because most times. There's you, dip, there, everything, there, there's so much difference in them. Not one thing is the yeah, same. Yeah, not the same. It's also um, the uh, 50 year uh, past master one from uh, Bill Hostler. He does right. one too. And his, Shout his, out, his, Bill. Bill, I think. Bill checks out the show. I think he's Bill's at, on my Facebook. I think on he's my, on yours. Yeah, he's on me acting part. I thought, isn't it? Or, he should be. He's a, he's and a, the midnight, uh, midnight Freemason. The midnight Freemason. Great. If you ever go to midnight Freemason, they have. If a any lot of you of don't know who Bill Hostler is, uh, what are you doing with your Freemasonry life? <laughs> well, I mean, he's a past master bearer of Fort Wayne, and he was the one in charge of the Fort Wayne Temple up there for a long time, and. Bill does some stuff with Demolay too, does he not? I think not I've seen sure. him talking he's about. In, he's in Oklahoma now. He moved out of Oklahoma. Did he? Yeah, he moved there several years ago. I've met him, ter- uh, not several times, but a couple times at Grand Lodge. So like that. We, you know, had a few. We talked. I don't think he remembers me. I probably wouldn't know him if I saw him. Bill, uh, reach out to me or Todd or to the page. We'll, we'd like to get you onto the show. I'm pretty sure Bill follows the show. Uh, probably does. I, I, I mean, we're catching fire. Everybody's following the show, apparently. Yeah, listen to these morons. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. never been a more truer statement than when they hear this episode back. <laughs> but what right what'd now, you do? I listened to a podcast last night for about 57 <laughs> minutes of fly talk, and the rest was Freemasonry. <laughs> but I'm going to share this uh, on my Facebook page about a, it's about a country lodge. About a city mason going to a country lodge. It's actually a pretty good. Is it a, is it a long read? It's a long read. I wouldn't want to can read you, it on here. Can you give us a synopsis of it? Uh, well, basically. Um, a, By a, the way, Todd's posting this on his personal Facebook, and you're going to share it on our page as uh, well? Yeah, I'll probably share it on ours also. So you can check it out there. But that kind of got me thinking give, about this one. Give us a synopsis. Here. This one is a, a guy from the city goes, a guy from a bigger lodge in the city, goes to a country lodge for a degree. And the lodge is simple. Simple, you know, wooden structure, wooden walls. You know, no uh, comfortable plush chairs, no, you know, no comfortable chair, just benches along the wall. Master's chair uh, was, was simple, just a chair in the east, had a layer G up there. Altar was, uh, I believe it was like a barrel or something like that. It's been a while since I've read it. And it said most of the most of the members showed up in bib overalls and boots and you know in you know flannel shirts. They dress up in suits and tuxedos like he's more accustomed to. Well, he said he was amazed by the work. He said all the corners were perfectly ninety degrees. Every turn was made with such precision that it would have made any Grand Line officer jealous. Just of an pace. old school country bumpkin lot. He said. He said. Masonry like that, I didn't know even existed. These men cared so much for the craft and for the work. The, the work was letter perfect. 
the meanings were all you know well put out there and understood by the candidate. He said, "Amazed me a logic so simple, so rustic, so you know, kind of backwards in a way." could show him what masonry really was. It's not the the gilded, you know, you know, right. altars, it's not the jewels, it's not the fancy stuff. He said masonry is not it's not the how important you make it look, it's how important it is to you. And I'm gonna share that on my if you anybody wants to read it, it'll be on my Facebook, I'll share it on our on our Facebook page also. But it's you, know, you, you go down to Indianapolis and you sit in those Grand Lodge buildings and you're like, man, look at this. You, you got organs, you got beautiful carpet, the walls are all painted, everything's beautiful. That, to me, yeah, that's great. If you can afford, if your lodge has that, that's great. I mean, look at our, we got cinder block walls painted baby blue. We got red church pews here, which I thought red. But was, this is, home. I love it, this yeah, lodge. Yeah, it is what it is. And you weren't here in the beginning. You didn't no. see the the old chairs that used no. to be here before the pews. Yeah, and I didn't see all that. But you know, I've sat in that. I did E eighty. I sat in a master chair. Master chair is not comfortable. No, it's not. It's not where my home lodge where I sat in these. It was a good, comfortable, wide, had good armrest on it. it the chairs, pop the officers' chairs in this lodge are not fat friendly. No, they're not. For those at that all. listen to the show, no, I appreciate seating that is fat friendly. Exactly, not the Scottish right, but. It's, yeah, I will no longer sit in the Scottish Rite Cathedral. I will sit in a metal folding chair. Or I will stand. You know, it, it kind of reminds you guys that Freemasonry is not the building itself. Freemasonry is the is the Masons themselves. That's what makes Freemasonry. It's not the buildings. It's not the you know tiles you have. It's not the it's not the jewels you wear. It's Freemasonry is what Freemasonry is. What Freemasons are is what we do. It's it's not the, you know, the, the shiny gold, silver tassels, and it's not the shiny jewels. It's nothing like that. It's, you know, it's the simple candles. It's the, you know, the simple building. Because remember, in when they built the cathedral stuff, the lodge was where they stored their tools and where they trained and where they, they got out of the weather. It wasn't the temple they were building. That, that wasn't the Freemasons' temple. A lot of times it, it was a church. But the the Masonic Lodge was a little building on the, on site where they stored tools and supplies, and where they got out of the weather, where they did they and they trained new masons and and taught, taught the apprentices how to do stuff, and the fellow craft. That's what the lodge was. The lodge was never supposed to be a fancy fancy building. It's like having a job shack at a construction site, something like that. You know. I can see that. Like a Howard Lodge up in Kokomo when it was being built, they had pictures of it. And he documented building from the time they dug the foundation to the, you know, they said the cornerstone and everything you gotta else. You got to take me up there. I got to see how small this place is. What, Howard Lodge? Yeah. Howard Lodge is big. What's the one I keep New, thinking of? New London's a small one. Oh, yeah. It's just outside of Kokomo a little ways. Oh, yeah. Shout out Adam Nelson. Yeah. Adam Nelson Master this year. But they showed. Thanks for inviting us up, Adam. <laughs> I'm sure he's working on it. But. And, and I was pointing out to one guy. I said, "Well, hell, there's a there's a lodge right there. There's a little wooden shack on the. It had construction workers only on the side of there." I said, "Well, there's a Masonic lodge right there." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I go, "Well, think about it. You got the Masons building this place, and that was their lodge over here in this little wooden shack where where the parking lot is now. 
where they held all their tools and held all their equipment. And, you know, they, if it rained, that's where they'd go to gather rain and stuff like that. I said, that's what, that was a lodge. I said, they're building a temple. I said, but their lodge was inside that little shack. And it wasn't fancy. Probably wasn't even heated air conditioned. Of course, back then there wasn't no air conditioning. But, it, you know, that's where that was, what, quote, unquote, the lodge. And I always thought that was just so cool that, you know, it doesn't matter what the building looks like. It doesn't matter if you build a pole barn or you build a seven-story limestone, Bedford limestone uh, cathedral. I want a lodge like that. Freemasonry is in our heart. It's in it's our It's not in the building. The buildings mean nothing. I mean, right now, if we sold this building, we'd meet somewhere else. You know, so to speak. I mean, most guys probably wouldn't come back, but... Since know. we started recording, we just got 12 more downloads. Awesome. And nobody even knows we're recording. It's not like we're live. I didn't TikTok anything, which we probably could. But, but from but, when we started <laughs> recording an hour and 10 minutes ago, we we just gained... Nine more downloads. Yeah, and that's that's awesome because people are interested. I think I think that's what's great about doing this podcast is we had twelve today on a Sunday. We're putting it out there. We're putting out Masonic information, our opinions of Freemasonry more more and less. Do you remember what I told you? We stood up in lodge mm-hmm. when we was talking about the podcast. We stood up Wednesday night. And we talked about the podcast, mm-hmm. and I said just today alone, like thirty one or something. No, four, we had forty two downloads that's by the time right. we started our meeting Wednesday night, our right. lodge meeting. Wednesday night, an hour before uh, RSS reset their feed for the following day because they're a few hours ahead of us. They're London-based. We had 42 downloads on during the day Wednesday. 42. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give everybody a, a run by numbers, because I'm proud of this. Todd and I launched the week before the week of Thanksgiving in November. So. That was November 20th. For that 10-day period in November, we had 89 downloads. Yeah. December, we had 314. January, 469. February, 490. March, 355. April, 414. May, 562. And right now, 11 days into the month, 177. I I like it's just, it's not so much what we're, you know, it's not us. No one's coming to listen just to us. No, listen but to what we talk about. It's listen to what we talk about, and you know it might. And the guests. It's let's be honest. It's it, the, yeah, definitely. It's this the interview season. We're not professional interviewers. We're not journalists. We're nothing like we're. I'm, I'm just a machinist at Jasper Engines. That's all I am. Our new episode that we just released an hour ago has already got ten downloads. That's usually what happens. <laughs> I need to text Matt Parker and tell him we're out there. But, but let's uh, let's put a bow on this. Yeah, I think it's been a great episode for being a cluster. I think <laughs> new title, new title. Here it is, new title. The most ridiculous episode ever. Um, Todd's like, no, no, no. We have worse. The first <laughs> one we ever did was most ridiculous one we ever had. The one that got deleted. Thank God. <laughs> oh yeah, because we 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 did this January. We did this January. Yeah, New Year's. Day was New it? Year's Day of 2022. Yeah, and then accidentally got deleted. So then we tried again in October, and we waited a month to start releasing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the, the the podcast is mean, meant to be entertaining, but it's also meant to be thought provoking. At least it's on your mind. And if you have an opinion, it's okay to put it out there, right or wrong. It's okay to put it out there. I love the interview at Tempo Intergalactic Freemasonry <laughs> traveling east via NASA. <laughs> 
but all right, let's let's let's, let's wrap let's it up. Let's just wrap this up. So uh, it's getting late. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do one more, and then uh, I think we're good. Yeah. You got anything else? No, let's uh, let's wrap it up and for take a, bro- a quick break for brother Todd and for brother Jared and for the flies that have interrupted <laughs> this episode. Damn I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed this episode about diesel mechanics and CMT's <laughs> trick my truck and uh, every other rabbit hole you go down to. <laughs> this was like listening to a YouTube. It's like listening to my daughter tell a story. It's, it never gets to the end, and there's five different stories in there. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we will. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face anymore. It's ridiculous. All right, all right. Well, uh, if you listen to this, thank you, and just wait. We will get better at some point. <laughs> I don't. Don't hold your breath. Lower yeah, your expectations. Story of my life. <laughs> Peace. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>